Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky after an absolutely thrilling basketball game in the pavilion tonight. It uh, it just ended. We just wrapped up the post-game live, and I'm bringing that to you right now. So here is your instant reaction to Ole Miss's win over Mississippi State. Record crowd at the pavilion Awesome environment, awesome game. That is what college basketball is all about. And uh, Ole Miss on the winning end of that. So uh, we'll talk about it right here on this edition of the Rebel Report. Subscribe if you haven't already, wherever you get them. If you're listening on the website, search Rebel Report wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Also follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And before we get into it, I want to tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. Advantage Business Systems has you covered for all of your office technology needs. So if you're a Mississippi business, and I mean anywhere in Mississippi, and you need office technology, Advantage Business Systems, absms.com has got you covered. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. That's Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. There's 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. It's where I bank. I bank at Priority One Bank because they make me their priority. Every time I go in there, there's uh, somebody that treats me like they've known me forever. Uh, it's a pretty impressive banking experience, and that's not something that you could say. You certainly couldn't say that about my previous bank. Priority One Bank, local loan servicing, decision-making, an online banking platform that allows you to do everything you need with your money without needing multiple apps to do it because Priority One Bank, again, makes you their priority. All right, here it is, post-game live chat. Ole Miss beats Mississippi State in the pavilion. Here we go. What a game that was and what an environment that was. And I think it was uh, uh, Stefan from the Clarion Ledger that pointed this out, or maybe it was Robbie Falk. But but either way, the the atmospheres that we've had here in this state in basketball, you had a sold-out women's crowd in Starkville last night. The, the Auburn game for Mississippi State was a, a great environment and a big win. And then you had a record crowd uh, for Ole Miss tonight in the pavilion. It was, uh, I mean, I, I'm watching through the television, obviously. I'm not there at the game. And you could feel it through the TV. And I, I was texting with a couple of people that were there, and and they described it as unlike anything that they have seen uh, at an Ole Miss basketball game, maybe ever. I mean, it was one of those environments. And you, you just, I, I don't know about you, everybody's different to each their own, but there is nothing quite like meaningful basketball where you've got team throwing a punch and then it getting countered and punch, counterpunch, punch, counterpunch. And that's what that game was. 82 or 86 82, the final score. Shot making was great. Costly turnovers were there. Uh, you had some uh, guys that, 
you, you know, haven't usually filled up the stat sheets for their teams at, at certain points this year. Uh, I mean, you had a, a handful of big threes made, uh, like Davis, for example, made a couple of threes. You had um, Moore made a couple, and, and Hubbard was really good in the first half for State. And for Ole Miss, you know, the usual suspects were good. Murray was excellent. More on him in a second. Morrell was really, really good. But you get 18 points on six of eight shooting and four of five threes from TJ Caldwell. Uh, I mean, it really does not get much better than the basketball that we just watched. Rivalry game, two teams that uh, have real, actual, you, you know, things on the line here aside from the rivalry. I mean, these are two teams that they showed the graphic on TV. These are two teams that are tournament teams. If the season were to end today, it doesn't. But still, there there were stakes. The environment was unbelievable. Uh, guys made plays. And you had a nail-biter all the way down uh, to the end. Incredible game. Incredible environment. Uh, I, I mean, I just absolutely love basketball when it looks and feels like that. So... Um, I, I'm jacked up right now. I can't wait for the the next installment of uh, of this game uh, in Starkville. And uh, but Ole Miss is the winner tonight, so they're going to dominate the conversation, as you can imagine, uh, because they uh, were exceptional. Let's get a few thoughts out of the way, and then I'll get to your chat for as long as you guys are uh, are willing to hang out. First of all, uh, I mean Caldwell is going to be the story for Ole Miss again. Six of eight shooting off the bench, four of five from three point land. Uh, buried his two free throws right there at the end of the game to end the game. That ended the game making those two shots. And and that's Ole Miss in, in back-to-back games now with the game on the line, stepping up to the free throw line. And that's four different guys now burying two free throws that they absolutely had to have to seal the end of a very important game. Um, I mean, he was great. Uh, he was absolutely great. Had a couple of steals uh, as well to go uh, with uh, with his exceptional night. So he's going to be kind of the focal point for uh, for Ole Miss. But you've got to highlight the game that uh, that Jalen Murray had. He was spectacular uh, tonight. He had 21 points, 11 assists, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of his game. It's not the 21 points. It's not the making four three-point shots tonight. It's the 11 assists. What he was When he was able to dissect that Mississippi State defense, uh, the, the way he was, I mean, he's obviously really good uh, off the dribble and getting better and better as uh, as the season goes on at it. But what he was able to do to an objectively great Mississippi State defense, I mean, that is a great defense that State has. They guard the perimeter really well. Um, that's a good basketball team uh, for, for Mississippi State. That is a good team. And what he was able to do because of his passing and how good and, and efficient and creative his passing was he was seeing the entire floor tonight, obviously with 11 assists, but because he passed so well, defenses couldn't collapse on him when he attacked the basket, and he was able to get some easy looks at the rim as well. So he created for others, and because he created for others, he was able to create for himself. Um, he was good uh, defensively, and I know there, there's the size limitation, but uh, he did some good things defensively as well. And uh, so, so he's the player of the game, I think even though Caldwell, again, is going to be the story uh, from the game for uh, or, or or for Ole Miss. So uh, Breakfield added 10, um, had a, a big three-point play there uh, early. But, uh, I mean, this game was, you know, about what we expected. Maybe not this high volume of uh, of points, but both teams in the first half did things 
different things poorly. Mississippi State didn't protect the basketball very well, turned it over a lot. Ole Miss didn't shoot particularly well up until right before the end uh, of the first half. Ole Miss came out really, really hot uh, to start the second half. Mississippi State, though, didn't go away. They made plays and and to climb back into that game and and had a lead uh, there for uh, a period of time, and uh, the, the home team got it done. So, uh, really just incredibly fun that 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 is how that game is supposed to feel that is what that game is supposed to look like I, I'm going to keep going back to that because I know what meaningful basketball can look and feel like in the state of Mississippi and that's what we got uh, tonight so um, really fun really 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 fun basketball game Mississippi State's got to get better at the free throw line uh, I mean missing key free throws again uh, was a problem uh, for them 14 turnovers to, to Ole Miss's seven turnovers. Uh, shot the three-point uh, ball well tonight, though, did Mississippi State. Outshot Ole Miss from three-point land, which is not something that many teams are going to be able to say. State shot 54%. Ole Miss shot 51 I mean, you had good shot making. Uh, you, you had uh, everything. My only complaint is I thought that the officiating was a little too soft. You had a really bad foul call on, on Matt Morrell there towards the end of the game, but I I mean, we didn't really get a chance uh, because Cissé was in, in foul trouble. Flanagan was in foul trouble. Uh, Tolu was in foul trouble. And, and a lot of those calls I thought were uh, were pretty soft. And other times, that you know, they would uh, allow a lot of body contact. And then the next time down the floor, it was it was a little soft. That's my only complaint uh, about the game uh, to, tonight is just I, I thought that there were – it became a ref show there for a little while in the second half, and I didn't like that. Uh, but, uh, oh, well, that, uh, that is what it is. So we'll get to your comments now, and uh, I appreciate you guys being here. And uh, let's get to it. T says, cardiac kids or something. You know, the or something uh, might be, and look, I don't know if this is actually what it is or not, but this Ole Miss team won all of their non-conference games, right? But it wasn't pretty, especially early. You know, they had to play and win a lot of close games. And at the time when we talked about it, it was, you know, are you an optimist or a pessimist? An optimist would say it's a team that has not done a lot of winning lately that has figuring out, they're figuring out how to win and they're making the right plays at the right time to win these games. And so even though the competition is bad, good teams find ways to win, especially in basketball. But the flip side is, why on earth are they playing close games with Detroit Mercy and Sam Houston State? Turns out that ended up being the valuable experience because this team for two games in a row executed better than their opponent in a close game. And maybe it has nothing to do with those close games early in the season, or maybe that's a huge part of it. But uh, obviously they're well coached. Uh, Murray's been good, more than good, and, and all of those things are true. But I can't help but wonder if gaining that experience playing those close games against bad teams and, and better the better teams that they played. I mean, UCF was close. Memphis was close. And then Sam Houston, Detroit Mercy, on and on and on. They are very comfortable, it seems, when the pressure is the, the, the greatest on them. The, you, we talk about the free throws that they made late. They, they executed tonight just like they did on Saturday night. Maybe there's something to that. Bo just gives a hottie toddy. We get a damn what an atmosphere. Yeah, record crowd. Uh, look, I mean, there's been a challenge. Chris Beard is, has has challenged fans throughout the season. You know, he hasn't been really harsh, but he has 
talked about environments and building fan bases and stuff like that. And, and what he got was a fan base that responded. It's a weeknight. It's hard to get the games on a weeknight. We have that discussion. And tonight they had a record crowd. And uh, the, the atmosphere was fitting for what the team uh, has deserved to this point. And then Saturday is going to be the uh, the same. Chase, a state fan, says the other team has three people have the fairy tale game of their lives. Not much you can do about it. Chalk it and move on. Officially a basketball school. Love is gone. Looks so good. I, I do like that they are implementing that around all the other sports. I think that's good for the environment. Somebody says, man, I can't wait for the or I cannot wait for the rematch. Me either. That is going to be uh it's gonna be great. And and I expect State to continue to play well and continue to win. And so that environment's going to be um quite good, just like this one was, and, and we get to do this all over again. It's gonna be awesome. Talk about carving up a defense was one of the best in the you say secondary. I have a feeling you're trying to say country, but I hear you. I mean Scoring 86 points on Mississippi State is quite an accomplishment. I know it's at home, but still, that is quite an accomplishment. That is a very good, very good Mississippi State team. And, and their last time out, they were able to force Auburn uh, to, to play their style. And Mississippi State had to play Ole Miss's style tonight. And they, they did it well, to their credit, but not well enough, as it, as it turns out. What could state be if they were not even not if they were even not embarrassing at the line? My goodness, yeah, they've they've lost games at the free throw line multiple times this year. Um, that is that has got to get better. That that is all mental. It's just a mental thing. And you know there are guys that are not good free throw shooters and stuff. I understand that, but when you're missing the volume of free throws that they miss, it's a mental thing, and uh, they've got to get that uh, figured that out. So. For all the hate the transfer portal gets, it's cool to see a team be able to rebuild quickly. Makes the sport more fun. I mean, doesn't it? It, it, it just, you, you don't have to suffer through years of misery if you make the, the correct hire. It, it's almost like not everything about the portal era is bad. Chris Beard took over a roster that was not anywhere remotely close. Not anywhere close to being competitive like this adds a couple of important portal pieces. Flanagan's very important to this team. Obviously, Murray's exceptional. Cissé, Sharp, and all of those guys that they've added. Um, and because of that, they're in the position that they're in right now. I just, I, I'm with you, Bo. I, I think that there are examples of it being bad, but not everything about it is bad. And Ole Miss basketball 2023 slash 24 is um, a perfect example of that. Caldwell was clutch, looked comfortable as well. That's the thing. It's, you know, it looked like um, he wasn't afraid. And also a couple of those mid-range uh, shots that he made, um, you know, that's a difficult shot and, and it's a lost art and, and he looked comfortable doing that. So the pavilion was rocking. Great to see basketball this year, the men and the women. Absolutely. Not to mention the mop guy. The mop guy is an electric factory. Like that guy, and he does that every game. Like he is, he is electric like that every game. But man, you've got to have people like him uh, around your program. I don't even know what his name is. I wish I knew what his name was, um, because he's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, that talk about just enjoying what you're doing, right? Um, you know, I, I would assume doing what he's doing means that he wants to get into coaching of some kind or or, or work in sports, right? If you're if you're doing that, and you know, I mean. He understands his responsibility, and it's it's hilarious. I mean, he even, 
I, I, like he was even after the one student threw a pom pom on the court. Forgive my language, dumbass. Um, come on, man. I mean, what are you doing? You could have cost your team points in a two point game. Like that, that's how stupid that is. But I mean, even he was like, hey, like going up to students, like, hey, no, 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 don't, don't do like he, he understood the responsibility. Love it. You don't know if you can call state a good team, honestly, and that's not hyperbole. You can't be a good team and shoot what is now going to be sub 50% from the line in league play. I disagree with you. I, I disagree with you. I think that, um, I think Mississippi State is a good team, and it's evidenced by their wins over Auburn and Tennessee. Great game. It was just exactly what we were hoping that game would be. SEC delivered some good basketball tonight, premier product. And you know the offenses are getting better, Ben. I mean, that that's kind of – you look around college basketball, and, and you don't always get great offense. And for me as an NBA fan, I enjoy watching NBA basketball because the 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 plethora of scorers um and just how creative some of these guys are and how they can score the ball um you don't get that obviously as much in college but you you have a lot of great offense right now in the SEC and that does make the game more enjoyable to watch it just does and and you had two teams that played really good offense tonight and it made it more fun. I'd rather 86-82 than 56-52, I'll tell you that much. Great game for the Rebels. We have a bunch of good young men willing to listen to their coach. And that, you know, you want to talk about execution late in games, it's it's a mental thing. Um, that means the team itself is, is mentally strong, but it means they're really well coached. They, they are very, very well prepared to execute in those spots of the game. You know what I mean? And so it's one thing to to be mentally tough, like the players themselves seem to be in those spots, but you also have to understand what to do and, and know what you're doing and know how to execute in those spots, and that is a direct um, result of really, really, really good coaching. Um, he is especially really calm in tight spots. You can see his demeanor. I mean, that timeout right there at the end in a two-point game in, in that environment against a rival in such an important game – and he's just like, it's like a casual timeout in a November game against Tulsa, you know. Um, the, the, that demeanor clearly resonates with his team, for sure. State is a good team. It's on the road. Ole Miss will likely lose at the hump. Basketball teams this year have struggled on the road much more than usual. We get a, well, 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 how about them Rebels? They don't even miss free throws well. Yeah, who, who was that, by the way? I'm, I'm already forgetting. Um, was that Matthews? Yeah, I think it was Matthews, right, that missed both of those free throws. I, I, I felt bad for him, honestly, um, on that second one. I, I mean, airballing, um, missing those free throws bad. Um, just, you know, that uh, that's that sucks. Um, you hope he can bounce back from that because that, that, that was a tough watch there for a little while. Kyle, the manager. Okay, so his name is Kyle. Kyle's the man. Love that guy. Evening, JP. Glad to see you for a game that was destined to be high 50s, low 60s at tip-off. 80 points for both teams. You spent worse Tuesday nights in the garage. Fun game. Absolutely. In most cases, a lack of history in a sport is not a good thing, but it's cool that we could be watching the beginning of the best era in Ole Miss basketball ever. Absolutely. And, and you know what an atmosphere like tonight 
can prove to their coach is that you can build a basketball culture at a place that is a non not not even non-traditional, that has never been um, a, a basketball school in any way. I mean, one Sweet 16, right? In that the only appearance they've ever had in the Sweet 16 is just one? I, I should know that. Forgive me for not knowing that off the top of my head. But there's no basketball history to speak of at Ole Miss. There's no real NBA presence to, to speak of uh, at Ole Miss. But as, as we talk about all the time with football, the only thing that matters is what you are today. What are you right now? Can you invest as a fan base, both putting your butt in a seat and also via collective? Um, can you make yourselves become about basketball? Auburn's done it. Other schools around the country have done it. Tonight for Ole Miss was a really good start to show that, hey, basketball can be a part of the culture. The students are clearly very bought into basketball. They, they have been. Uh, for for years now, everybody else has to to catch up to the students when it comes to it being a part of the culture. And tonight was one of those nights that can really go a long way in establishing that, especially when you get a crowd like that and you win that game. So I assume of the 10,600 or whatever, there were people there that don't go to basketball games very often. That's just, you know, how numbers work out that were there were people there that don't invest in basketball. And that's okay. It you can't invest in everything, but there were people there, I assume, that that weren't invested the way that some are. And they got to go to that game, watch the team play well, win a great game, and now they're leaving the arena with a different feeling. And and so that can start building and creating a, a culture of basketball support. Beard wasn't wrong when he said someday it's going to be hard to find a ticket to get into an Ole Miss basketball game. Having the largest crowd in Ole Miss basketball history says something. And depending on what they do with the students, if they let them in, Saturday could at least match that number, if not break it. You went to Ole Miss basketball camp, and the mop guy has one of the greatest personalities you know. He certainly looks like it, man. He really does. You remember when Beard said that he came to Oxford to win, and he's not going to apologize for that? He meant it, didn't he? He absolutely meant it. I mean... 18 and three and five and three in conference. I, there, there's no path. If, if we would have had this conversation in October as they were getting ready for the season, uh, and you would have, if somebody would have predicted to me 18 and three and five and three, I would have been like, hell no. What do you, no. What are you talking about? Let, let's be realistic here because that's not going to happen, is, is how I would have responded. And as always, it shows how much I know, which is very little. But that would have been my response is, stop, come on, let's be real. Let's be honest, because that's not really fair to the team to expect them to be like that. That's what I would have said, that it's not fair to have that expectation and look at where they are at uh, at the moment. So when that pom-pom hit the court, you think your heart stopped for a second, felt like they were going to see some egg skip ball drama? Yeah, look, I mean, they, they got lucky. They got lucky if it would have been more – could have assessed the technical. I mean, Chris James was asking for it, and he should have. Um, whoever threw that got lucky that he was alone. And also, I don't think he should be, like, kicked out of games forever, but he should be forced for every game for the rest of the season that he goes to to sit in the very upper corner of the upper deck by himself every game. Let him back in the arena, but make him sit 
up in the upper corner, the the worst, literally the worst seat in the house every game for the rest of the season by himself. He cannot bring a friend, can't bring his girlfriend, got to sit up there alone for the rest of the season. That should be his punishment. That atmosphere could be enough to keep Beard for a bit. Just keep keep doing that. Prove that you can do it at Ole Miss. That's what you have to do. That's what's happening in football. Because your football coach didn't believe that you could win and build a even a 12-team playoff caliber roster at Ole Miss when he took over. I don't I I would I, I don't believe that. I don't know that for sure. You know, we're not buddies, I don't talk to him. But I, I would bet if you asked Lane Kiffin, can you have a championship caliber roster at Ole Miss? He would have told you no when he first took the job, when he was there in 2020 and 2021. I bet he would have told you no. I bet he's got a different answer for you now. Yep, one sweet 16. You think Keith Carter should get a statue before anyone? His department's humming right now. Yeah, Ole Miss's basketball record, uh, 1,374 and 1,364. Most important player on the team is Morell or Juju Murray. I think it's Murray. I, I do. I think that Murray is is the, frankly, by far the most valuable player on this team uh, because his the, the way he is comfortable distributing the basketball. He sees the floor so, so, so well. I mean, multiple times tonight he made passes that just, it's like, how did he know? Or, or how did he see that? Or, I mean, sees the floor well, breaks it down, is comfortable with the ball in his hands, in, in clutch situations, it, 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 that is the best player on the team, uh, for sure. And and then you saw, I don't know if it was his youth or, or what, but but Hubbard was really, really hot in the first half. I mean, he was excellent in the first half and did kind of disappear uh, in the second half. And those are the kind of growing pains that, uh, that he'll go through as a young player. But uh, got to give him a shout out as well, because Josh Hubbard is going to be a star. Um, he is absolutely going to be a star in the SEC. He already kind of is one. Um, quick and decisive, uh, overcomes his size with, with his athleticism. He's going to be great. He is absolutely going to be great. He was uh, he was fun to watch, especially um, in the in the first half. So, um, so yeah. Now it's time to beat Auburn. Oh man, that one's going to whew, that. I mean. And it's not a free shot considering what is on Ole Miss's schedule next week, but that should be a really loose team after what happened tonight. Extra day off. Environment's going to be unbelievable. You were around when Ole Miss went to the conference championship in the early 80s. Haven't been this optimistic since. Currently, it is obvious that you have a coach that can, at Ole Miss, make deep NCAA tournament runs may not happen this year, but for as long as he is the coach at Ole Miss, you can have that optimism, that expectation to make the tournament and win games in said tournament. He's that good. What do I think the team ceiling is this season? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, making the tournament and winning a game. Uh, yeah. That's tough because the tournament's all about matchups, right? I mean, you could theoretically 
get matched up with two teams that that are great for you and almost can make the Sweet 16, right? Or you can get a terrible matchup in round one and get beat by 15, you know? But, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a tournament team. I think they will make the tournament, and they are certainly capable at the right matchup of winning a game or two in the tournament. Juju's for sure the MVP of the team does not work without him. Keith Carter has made three incredible hires with Kiffin Beard and Coach Yo. Well, he inherited Coach Yo. But that's okay. And he obviously is not afraid to take on some blowback. The man knows how to pick them, apparently. Handled Mike Bianco's contract very, very well uh, as well. Um, yeah, he's, he's killing it at the moment. This team is a lot better at getting the and one. Yeah, uh, Matt Morell had a really good uh, shot fake there as well. But yeah, they um, they're just they're a smart basketball team. They are, they are a very smart basketball team. Is Ole Miss right now? Yeah, twenty one and eleven uh, tonight was uh, was Murray. Josh Hubbard is a dude. Wish Ole Miss would have gotten him. They had him, and then Kermit got fired. But look, I, I mean, you know. He, he, they had to do it. It, it's, it sucks. I mean, that's, that's the downside to this era is, you know, guys can leave and, and stuff, and, and that's okay. But I don't blame Hubbard for, for asking out of his LOI. He went to Ole Miss to play for Kermit Davis, and Kermit Davis wasn't there anymore. I, I, certainly, I certainly understand it. Uh, but, yeah, he is, uh, he's special. He is absolutely special. This is an NCAA tournament team, no doubt. Could say the same for State. Yeah, State's uh, early schedule is really helping them. Their metrics are good. Now they've got a losing conference record. They're two games now uh, below 500 in, uh, in SEC play. So they've got to stack some wins. But they've had a really difficult early conference schedule. I mean, they've already been to Rupp. Uh, they had to go to Florida. So um, they had to go to South Carolina, which is now – one of the best teams in the SEC, clearly, after their win against Tennessee tonight. So so State's had a really difficult early schedule. The metrics really, really like them. I think if they just get to 500 in league play, they're in. Uh, maybe they can sneak into a play-in with eight because the metrics are so good. But Why is Arkansas so bad this year? They have the talent not to suck. Um, continu- or not continuity. Um, chemistry. Clearly, they have chemistry issues. What's up, man? Such a great game. Electric atmosphere. Not going to be able to sleep for a while. It is one of those games where you just kind of stay up and just like scroll through Twitter and watch highlights and, until you can find a, a way to fall asleep after midnight and kind of drag rear end uh, tomorrow morning. But uh, yeah, Coach Yo, you, you know, she was right there. And uh, the the thing with, with Funkies after their game and stuff, she, she's done well after, uh, after that slip up for sure. Because that was a slip up and she, she's done well since, for sure. Haven't been this excited for Ole Miss basketball since Dick Vitale called them beating Kentucky. Josanne Darby, who took over that game, ended up coaching you in high school. How about that? Do I think Kermit watched the game? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I would be surprised if he didn't. Is it fair to say that Beard is a better coach than Kermit, or did he bring in better talent? Uh not not to make this a pile on Kermit thing, but but Chris Beard is one of the five to ten and tens being conservative best coaches in America. Truly. Won 30 games at Little Rock, took Texas Tech to the national championship game. So 
it's not it's not even really fair to to Kermit to compare him to Beard just because Beard is in the upper echelon of coaches in the sport. Um, he he's he's up there that high, and clearly you're seeing that right now. I, I mean the, the the team he did a good job of of bringing in some some portal additions to this roster, but th- th- this team is is extremely well coached. They're extremely well coached. A lesser coach, any I mean, good coaches wouldn't have this team sitting at eighteen and three right now. If Ole Miss wins enough, you think they could be the quietest single digit loss team? For sure, for sure. Arkansas sucks at everything. Yeah, they better hope baseball goes well because it's a disaster right now. Chris Beard apparently just said one of the best atmospheres in college basketball tonight. Sounds like uh, I'll have to go uh, listen to it after this, but sounds like you guys got his attention. It's important. That is important. When was the last time this time of year we weren't talking about baseball? Uh, well, state last year. So f- for me, anyway. So I know you're you're asking a different question, but for for me and and our our show and and work, we talk basketball uh, all the way up through the tournament. Obviously, last year. But for Ole Miss, it's been since 2019. It's been that long. It's been since 2019. So maybe Chris Beard is the dude. He is. He absolutely is. There's. There's just no. There's no other way around it. He's. He's elite. He's just simply elite. You know, college basketball lacks this year for the men's side. That mammoth one to two loss team at the end of the regular season. That when they lose, it sends shockwaves. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that at uh, at all. I'm enjoying, you know, the the teams around here so much. I haven't even really thought about the national profile of college basketball. I need to lock back in. So, anyway, it is uh, it is late. It is very late. We've gone past uh, a half hour. So please like the video uh, and subscribe if you guys haven't already. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night. Thursday night live stream back on schedule. So Thursday, 8 o'clock, Sunday, 8 o'clock, we are back on schedule. Um, We'll get ready for the weekend in basketball. I know football stuff is going to come up because it always does. And uh, anything else that you guys feel like talking about, we will do that then. So I'll see you on Thursday night. I'm going to upload this to the podcast feed, and then I'm going to go to to bed. So I appreciate you guys. I'll see you on Thursday night. uh, Y'all be good. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.